Welcome to Muppets Dropping Mitts, I'm Hogthrob. I'm Strange Pork. We're just a couple of Muppets who don't know anything, drinking drinks. And talking sharks hockey. Hey Strange Pork, what you drinking? I'm drinking an Incline Cranberry Cider. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. It's the right amount of holiday cheer. Mmm, it is, you know, cranberry is the ultimate, like, uh pansexual fruit between thanksgiving and christmas and year-round like anytime cranberry's good i feel like cranberry really thrives in the winter though it does but like you can you can have cranberry like cranberry sauce with and cranberry things with like thanksgiving perfect thanksgiving you're not betraying christmas and then oh hey christmas look who it is cranberry (laughs) happy to see you what are you doing here you're awesome cranberry and then, like, rest of the year, craisins, cranberry mm. juice, like... Yeah, but nobody, I mean, like, what are you, in your fucking period? Yeah. Like, uh, no, but, like, I guess cranberry, like, in salads and stuff, like, is, like, a popular spring. spring. Yeah, cranberry's always there yeah. for you, baby. <laughs> what are you drinking, hot grab? Uh, I'm just drinking Don Julio out of a uh, shot glass. Nice. Total degenerate. Yeah. And uh, it's it's real nice. Which, it's a Don Julio silver. There you go. So it looks like water. It does look like water. I I'm can attest to doing this. Doing it all day. It's been a hard day at work. <laughs> In Sharks Things. Yeah. I. It's not a lot. Was thinking. We've kind of assessed the team, and I was thinking about just like how thankful I am. Yeah, Thanksgiving, thankfulness. For the Sharks being a good and relevant and interesting team to talk about. Mm. Like, the Sharks are not the Arizona Coyotes or the Florida Panthers or, um, you know, some garbage new expansion team like the Knights. (laughs) um, You know, but they, they, in the recent era, like, they're a team that's good and trying to be great they're Mm -hmm. trying to shed that like good label and i think that's yeah i think that's nice like i'm not like a team in their even in their own division like the calgary flames are a team that keeps trying to pull the right strings but it's not really working out um maybe because Pulling the right strings isn't the right phrase. I don't know. Is that, is that a thing people say? Um, Someone's yeah. pulling the strings. Are you like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to pull a string. If you were a puppeteer, you'd want to pull the right strings. Yeah, I right? guess so. Yeah. Um, and technically, if you play piano, you're pulling strings. It's all strings on the piano. Yeah. 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 Like Calgary. The piano is a string instrument. Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Tackling the real issues. Yeah. (laughs) Strange fork. Calgary has good players and is bad, and it doesn't make sense. A lot of it is goaltending. A lot of it is just question marks. Um, Edmonton Oilers have the best player, maybe, ever. (laughs) And also Leon Dreisaitl, who's phenomenal and apparently plays with, like, a or... (laughs) <laughs> for a hockey stick and uh puts up 100 points and is amazing and they suck 
and uh, Vancouver is gritty and up and coming and schmirgy schmirg, but like, holy shit, they can't. Philadelphia is gritty. It's true. <laughs> I made a punny. Yeah. Um, no, I, I take your point. Like, But also, do you think part of that might be attributed to the fact that we're just invested in the players so we find interesting things to talk about? Like, if you were a Coyotes fan, there's probably interesting stuff like about the players or whatever. Like, yeah. if you were invested in it enough, like, people who aren't Sharks fans probably are like, oh, what are the Sharks doing? Fuck those guys. Like, I'd have a, I'd have a Connor Garland Garland. I don't know if Connor's his first name, but... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's a Coyotes player. Got it. His name's Garland. Got it. And we're getting into the holiday cheer. I and see, I see, If yeah. you want to win this war on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hang some hockey garlands. With garlands face on it. Um, but yeah, I, I take your point, but I, I wonder how much of that's just we're already fans, so we think it's interesting. I... The real gauge to answer your question, Strange Pork, because I totally think that's 1,000% valid. Is <laughs> <laughs> I drink and I get excited about the sharks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is uh, the test for this will be our fledgling fandom for mm. the Seattle Kraken. Oh, yeah. We're going to be excited about a potential Sharks rival because we are literally sandwiched between Yeah, how many hours teams. is it to San Jose? It's like a five-hour drive. I mean, six it's, hour it's drive. like five or six to San Francisco, yeah, so. I mean, yeah, and, and San Jose is at the south of, the, uh, south of the bay, so depending on traffic and what you do it's it's probably so we're actually closer to san jose than we are to seattle it's a nine-hour drive to seattle yeah which is why the sharks are our number one fandom yeah but i i was thinking uh, seattle feels closer because it's the regional culture yeah like you know um oregon the pacific northwest is a way to round up oregon into washington because people forget oregon's a state and that's fine where california's canada Mm -hmm. so it will always be Mm -hmm. and uh so we don't without the health care yeah (laughs) um we don't we don't get nice things like pro sports teams in oregon um, mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of Seattle fans because yeah, it's just uh, kind of funny to actually think about proximity though, and how we are actually closer to some California teams than we are yeah. to Seattle. Yeah, and it just like mentally feels like oh yeah, Oregon, Seattle, like Oregon, Washington. Bigger regional cultural divide. That's just really all it boils down yeah. to. Um, I guess it's because like LA is like really it's like. 13, 14 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, maybe not so much. That's what it was when I lived in Bend, but it's like 13 hours to LA from Bend. LA is one astronomical unit away. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a long fucking way away. Yeah. Um, and it's a very uh, different and weird place. Mm-hmm. Fuck LA. Fuck the Kings. Fuck the Lakers. Fuck LA. Wow. Strong yeah. feelings, Hawk Thread. Yeah. I've got lots of friends in LA. I I also have several friends in LA. <laughs> I actually don't even hate the Lakers. Weirdly, um, they're just sort of an overly hyped team. Mm-hmm. I guess I I guess I resent LA for taking 
like, why does L.A. need two football teams? Mm. Like, and a baseball team. Like, I know it's a big city. That's why it's sports sure, about yeah. the market. But, like, the St. Louis Rams and the... I mean, they stole two football teams. It was the San Diego Chargers and mm-hmm. the St. Louis Rams, and now they're both L.A. Rams, L.A. Chargers. Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, I guess they just uh, they had those money dollars. Yeah, they're just like a big... You know in Solo, when they're like making the Kessel Run, mm-hmm. and there's like that big, weird, like... Uh, hentai monster in no. the middle of the castle yeah. run thing that yeah. like eats starships. That's LA. I only remember it because of how turned on I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you told me that was just because you saw the Wookiees. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Wookiees in bondage gear. Oh dear. On the planet. <laughs> um, oh Jesus Christ! Sharks news. So the sharks. <laughs> Are the, like, they're the team that I I think really tries to be great mm-hmm. lately. And I, I appreciate that effort. I appreciate them keeping Eric Carlson away from the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, is that a futile effort? Because the, the Golden Knights now have Alex Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's futile, because then they could have had both. I don't know. Like, Do you think Eric Carlson is better than Alex Petrangelo? Petrangelo was a former Blue captain of their team, um, obviously coming from a better situation. As far as I know, mm-hmm. Carlson's a Heiler... Wow. Heiler? Heiler Towdy player. <laughs> Within the Nosh Joris, he, he won the Norris Trophy uh, twice, and he like always finishes as, like, one of the top offensive defensemen. Petrangelo is kind of like an underrated great uh, offensive defenseman, mm-hmm. but not like not like Eric Carlson. No. I mean, um, gosh, I can't I know Petrangelo's name yeah. but I can't say that I have like memories of his gameplay like that I really tuned into. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that's super fair and accurate. What I loved about Carlson, what we've talked about several times, is just how he was able to strip the puck and possess and do some really amazing plays. So I think he is capable of being a really amazing player. Um, based on what you just said, it sounds like Carlson's a better player on paper. But... Um, I I mean I just think it sounds like they have different play styles, so mm. it's a direct comparison really fair there. I I think a direct comparison is fair because it's about denying the knights. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, maybe they're different players, but I think Petrangelo is supposed to be a points producer. Mm-hmm. I don't know that much about him. I don't know that much about any blue except for Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko, and then the rest of them, like, I can't get excited about any of those players. Mm. Screw them. Um, yeah, not, I mean, not screw I mean, uh, um, cannot remember his name he's the head coach of my 
fantasy, not fantasy, my, uh, my franchise mode. Which um, one? <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, crap. Bo Meester. Jay Bo Meester had a heart attack on the bench and almost died mm-hmm. in a hockey game. And so that's interesting. Feel bad for that guy. He's kind of a quiet, soft-spoken defenseman guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting to see what happens to him. Otherwise... Is he on the Blues? Yes. Okay. I don't give a shit about the Blues. I was like, why, do, why are we talking about him? Okay, about the yeah. Blues. He's a Blues, blues. player. Got it. I couldn't remember his name. I was trying to jog my own memory. Um, That's why blues. you were running around. They there. headshot their way to victory. Mm-hmm. They they targeted the head of their opponents, and they won a dirty win. Um, first time in franchise history. They've never won a cup before. Uh-huh. They've only been to the cup finals once before. Um, but fuck the Blues. Yeah. Um, they had Chris Pronger. That guy was a dirtbag. So... So, like, Petrangelo was on a garbage team. Now he's going to go to the Knights. Mm-hmm. It could go either way. Yeah, I think he'll probably thrive there. Yeah. If Carlson goes to the Knights, do you think Carlson goes on the same sort of path that he did with the Sharks? Like, irrespective this is a, of this situation. Is, this is a theoretical past tense because he could have gone it's to the Knights, right, is what you're saying? Speculative. Not that uh, there's any chance of him going there now, but that he could have no. in the past. Yeah, I okay. think the Sharks trading for Carlson to get Carlson is better for the Sharks as a team in the long run. Yeah. Regardless, because I don't think Eric Carlson is a bad player. And I think he would be... Like, if Eric Carlson was on the Knights, mm-hmm. we'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. We talked about that a lot in the last episode, I think, just about how um, that this, like, he's not been performing, but it's better than him being on the Knights and just destroying them, potentially. So, um... Him destroying the Knights? No, destroying the Sharks. Okay. Um... So what you were when you were saying talking about the Blues and how they got a cup, theoretically, does that make the Blues better than the Sharks because they now have a cup under mm, their belt? Is a team that won the cup recently better than the Sharks? I mean, hot drop, hot take. Oof. That Blues team shouldn't have won. That Blues team had no business winning, and everyone knew it. The Sharks should have taken them out. I, I, I think that was. Such but they an, didn't. So it was such an interesting play. Could have, should have, would have. They did not. Dumb logic. Yes, you're right. You're right. They were better than the Sharks in the long run because their players' heads were thicker. They were <laughs> sheep. Um, not bitter. Yeah. Bitter. Um. I mean, it's fine. Hockey's a big, heavy physical game, mm-hmm. and if you run players, it's fine. I just, I didn't like some of the it's like, you know, so dangerous why didn't, hits. It, they why were didn't throwing. Thornton go to the Blues to get a cup then? That's a great question. You know, like Maple Leafs don't have a cup. Why the fuck did he go to Toronto? What is with this shit with go to Toronto to win a cup? Ah, it's weird. Maybe go to like Tampa. Yeah. Go to. Hey, I think it's just that. 
I think it's just a homer dumb bias for Canadian born players. Mm -hmm. And the Leafs are the biggest market and they absorb all the uh, attention like a big black hole. Yeah. Similar to the hentai kraken. I want to. And that's all it is. Joe Pavelski wanted to go to the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Dallas Stars. And that's who ended up in the weird COVID final. Right. And he was right. Yeah. And he's American. <laughs> so he doesn't give a fuck about going to Canada yeah, I to bring a cup to Canada. I wonder if it's like a like a bucket list like check off box for Canadian hockey players like to play on the Maple Leafs for like any amount of time. Yeah. But what's weird to me is like if things get too much coverage, mm-hmm. I hate them. Yeah, but you're not the general public. What about you, though? Like, do you really enjoy heavily covered topics? I, that's so vague. Uh, <laughs> like, can I have an example of, like, what heavily covered... Cinnamon rolls and yeah, frosting. Yeah. Do you enjoy heavily frosted <laughs> cinnamon rolls? No, actually. I don't See? like... See? I'm really... right! <laughs> <laughs> I like a light drizzle on my cinnamon rolls i don't want them too sweet and if they're like full-on frosted it's too much yeah just let the cinnamon be cinnamon roll. like just let it be cinnamon i agree like why do you it's not a vanilla roll and also like the best the best part of it is when you can get right to the what, center what really drives me crazy is when all the frosting is concentrated i haven't had a cinnamon roll here i'm still <laughs> mad about it <laughs> but when all the frosting is like concentrated in the center mm-hmm. and then that outer rim if you will it's all dried out yeah it's all dried out but there's still good cinnamon there but it has no frosting and so what you got to do then is like you break (laughs) off a little arm and you (laughs) scrape across this top this like fucking snow plow of frosting onto the dry sad cinnamon roll and then you uh, of the outer rim there and then you get an actually decent bite and then you just save then you've just saved the middle bite, which is the best. Like, yeah. what's good about cinnamon rolls is, like, they're like an orgasm. Like, they build uh, to, like, the best possible point, and yeah. then you're done. That's, like, my perfect Or the thing. male orgasm, The last I guess. bite being the last one. That's yeah. totally strange pork. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I, I would argue <laughs> that, like, a really light um, drizzle... Oh, it's not actually frosting. I really thought you were going to talk about (laughs) hockey. I thought you were getting us back on track. I'm so all over the place. Oh, my God. (laughs) All I'm going to say is, like, I was going to say, I don't think frosting has any part, like, does not belong on a cinnamon roll in the first place. But then I have to get into the definition of frosting, because I think basically just, like, water and, like, powdered sugar to make, like, that light glaze Mm -hmm. is all it needs. But is that considered frosting? I don't think so. No, that's that's not frosting. That's a, that is a glaze. Okay, right? so I like a glazed cinnamon roll. Yeah. Don't put fucking frosting on my cinnamon roll. I don't want it. Yeah. I At agree. All. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think I think I agree with you. Yeah, as I'm I'm more into the glazed ones, and then the glaze drips down uh-huh. into the outer rim. Yeah. Which is what I really like. And it's like just a nice light coating. It's not too thick. No. Yeah. It's just it's just there to to add another more sugar yeah yeah finally yeah thanks obama so so old while we were talking about (laughs) california (laughs) Um, okay so 
So Hey, no, I'm redirecting us. You're right. You don't get to just interrupt me. Take me there. <laughs> Strange fork. <laughs> All you. I say so, and then you say so. No, you don't get to take over the so. I just, I thought I had an idea. That's all. Yeah. I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I was getting that too much tequila. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that while we were talking about California, it was reminding me that, um, so going into this next season and like well, where we currently are with the fucking holidays and COVID and everything being shitty, <laughs> um, I think it is it Santa Clara County. Yeah. Um, where the Shark Tank is, um, SAP Center, mm-hmm. they've just done like a three week shutdown on all contact sports, um, and mm-hmm. so basically what the sharks are looking at is potentially finding a new place to practice that's outside of the county um, because it's there's a potential that Santa Clara County will extend this ban on contact sports yeah. which would really affect their season um, so um, I think there's thinking about going to like San Mateo County or some other like nearby county that's not having as strict of a code in order to still be able to practice or do anything and there's no official start date for the 2020-2021 season. Um, but what do you think about what this means for the Sharks and this next season and them being practiced and prepared? I think they just play in full masks mm. and no contact. Oh, yeah. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. They Six can do feet that. apart. Yeah. Six mm-hmm. feet apart at all, one hockey stick length mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at all times. Um, I see no problems with this. No, <laughs> I, think, I hadn't thought about their practice facility um, at an undisclosed location, like um, wherever the fuck that is. Um, yeah, I San Mateo is not too far away, if I remember right, mm-hmm. um, from when I lived in the Bay Area, but... Uh, I think a three-week pause on the NHL has, like, little to no effect on... It's not the, the whole NHL, it's just... Sam- uh, or sorry, sorry, sorry. For for the for term... Oh, Jesus. For the purposes of starting the next season, mm-hmm. I think it has little to no implications because it's like a January 1st, February 1st, whoever... Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. We, have, we don't know for sure. Sure. When... The start date's going to be... There's probably going to be these weird, like, mini-bubble divisions. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be, like, Western Conference. And then Eastern Seaboard, like, that's super easy. You look at all those teams and just... The East Coast is just so jammed together as compared to the West Coast. And uh, so the Western Division might include fucking Minnesota, you know? like Right. Minnesota, great Pacific Division team, <laughs> but, you know, they're right in the middle. What do you do with them, I guess? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that'll start in January, three weeks from now, whatever. But I understand that three weeks, the way these sort of, like, shutdown, lockdown hoedowns have gone mm. um socially distanced hoedowns oh. <laughs> have gone uh as they get extended is there right. kind of like and a, i think that's kind of the anticipation here especially as um covid numbers are expected to really spike after the holidays and yeah. during the holidays and so if they're doing a three-week pause now 
the chances of them continuing to extend this are really high. Yeah. And so... So I don't think much of it right now, but it yeah. could get worse, and I take that point. But I guess to my COVID new normal, it's like, we'll just wait and see. Burr, right. Burr, burr. But couple this, ah. Strange Pork, with the knowledge that Google is taking over the shark tank, and they're going to destroy the sharks, and the shark's going to have to leave San Jose. Ah, right. What does well, it mean? I just really... Is it a conspiracy? Did Google start the coronavirus <laughs> lockdown in Santa Clara County? I just really like that the place that they're looking at in San Mateo County, which is apparently the original home of the San Jose Sharks. The Cow Palace? Called the Cow Palace. Cow Palace! <laughs> Send them back to the Cow Palace! <laughs> that's, where yes. that's one of the like rumored alternative locations. I've been to the Cow Palace. How it is it? sucks. Is it full of cows? <laughs> I saw like a rodeo thing there. Yes! <laughs> rodeo at the Cow Palace. That's so perfect. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great name, but it's kind of like... When I went, I was wee. Mm-hmm. I was a wee baby hog throb. Yeah. And I was, you know, being shown at 4-H. No. Ah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> how dare I say 4-H? Pony club for life. Yeah. Um, but you were a young warthog, so. Right. Yeah. It's, there's no... You can't ride a pig in pony club. <laughs> <laughs> Although I really want to see that. I want to see a pig... Being competed. It's for literally not dressage. a pony. I know, right? <laughs> he identifies as a pony. What now? Take that pony club. No. Um. Jesus Christ! What the fuck was that? Here? I went to a thing at the Cow Palace. I got a churro. It was my first ever mm. churro. It was very exciting. I remember the churro more Cinnamon. than I remember whatever the fuck was going on at the Cow Palace. I see. Um, but it was great. But it, it has a very, like, fairgrounds, expo, center type mm-hmm. of vibe. And it's kind of generic. The stands yeah. were kind of, like... It's like the, the place where I went to go see the tr- the Harlem Globetrotters. Like, where did you go see the Harlem Globetrotters? It was, like, Fork? at a... It was at, a, like, a fucking fairgrounds, like, converted right. arena thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, here's... Where, where they we... do the monster truck shows <laughs> and the... Like, uh, Wait, did the Globetrotters play out in the, like, fucking dirt? Like, and now, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar will jump 50 other players, like, on a trampoline. No. I don't know that he was a Globetrotter. He's just mm. the first basketball player I could think of. I love how there's, like, so little new Sharks news that we've talked about, like, every other sport. It's been a mess. I've... I've <laughs> admittedly had a bit more to drink than the past couple podcasts this time <laughs> but we're not focusing on a topic clearly mm. so i mean we're just cow talking palace. about yeah the cow palace and basically like i think that um all of our talk about like the sharks being rested and prepared and like um really you know ready for the season kind of banks on them having enough practice time too and so i think yeah. that they need to figure out an alternative or have an alternative in place um and if they're gonna plan on being any sort of contender because i think it'll be too hard to just jump right back into games but Mm. um but at the same time you know who's to say that (laughs) other counties other states or whatever aren't gonna have similar kind of things that'll affect the whole season but i think the sharks should just move up to oregon yeah perfect that'd be really weird 
Uh, I mean, Oregon's... No, no, I think California's been stricter on um, lockdown stuff. I don't know, actually, between the I two. I think they've had... Uh, after talking to friend in San Francisco, hmm. um, it seems like... <laughs> Super reliable source. Yes. I have a friend in San Francisco. I'm not going to name her. No, no, no. But, I'm, just, um, I'm just saying... My like friend we could San... compare executive orders. I'm just saying, according to my friend in San Francisco, um, totally the mayor. Yeah, um, I, don't know. I think they've had longer, like, actual stay-at-home orders, and like they didn't go into like the phase two, phase three yeah. situation like we did here, where we were basically back to normal, and then um, yeah. like scaling back. I think they've just been on a much more limited. That's um, I. I think you're right. I think you're right, but it's also higher population density in yeah, the Bay Area, yeah. so it, it, it just kind of makes sense. I don't know that it's, like, fair to compare, like, oh, our state's better, or no, our county's just, better. No, but just in just terms like of, like, should the hockey team density. come to Oregon because it's better? Uh, I guess, technically, we've had less restrictions in Yeah, California. it's kind of weird. What if, like, all, all the NHL just moves to, like, I don't know, Bumblefuck, Idaho, mm-hmm. and, like plays there like who gives a shit for the viewers like you're not selling tickets i don't Mm -hmm. know how you work that shit out because game day ticket your sim city in kansas oh man (laughs) oh i'm just i'm still trying to make my city viable yeah (laughs) i built flat cities that died it was very sad yeah so and that's now where all someone, the hockey teams play. Oh, as someone who's involved in like local politics now, like it's so tragic. I'm like, <laughs> I care. I actually care about city planning, and I'm, I'm failing as from the beginning, like from my childhood. <laughs> Dear God, mm, I just prepared you. <clears throat> You've got to fail before you succeed, right? You know what I just realized? What? You know who won't be practicing for the Sharks? Joe Thornton. Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be. I think this is going to be a severely detrimental year if it's true that the Sharks, as a team, sort of, like, as things got bad, they, like, drifted apart. Or, you know, Mm. like, uh, players tried to do too much on their own. Yeah. As opposed to, like, commit to a team structure or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe Thornton and his beard are... Two separate beings. mm Mm-hmm. There, I mean, that's a major, that's going to be a major loss. And I, I don't know if this group of Sharky boys, no Thornton, no Pavelski. Yeah, who's got... kind of the, I mean, like, I know Couture's, like, their captain and stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't really feel like anybody has that presence that Pavs or Thornton. I guess Burns is still, like, a really solid team player character kind of guy. Yeah. I mean... But he might be one of the, f- the few left. Like, I feel like even Couture, like, I mean, he is a shark and I love him. Yeah. But I feel like he could leave and, like, he'd be like, oh, that's sad, but it's not Joe Thornton or like, Pavelski. You yeah, know, like, there's it's like different. an identity thing there. It's, yeah. It's weird, even though I wonder... But Brent Burns is the other beard, so he's definitely... I feel like Hurdle is like that, but he's like diet because he's so happy. Mm-hmm. It's like if you... This is not a fair comparison, but like if you have a person in your friend group who's just like always positive, like like Bethany in Jumanji or whatever. Sure. You know, who's just like 
she's total Hufflepuff, you know, oh, like yeah. team support. Like you kind of end up liking her, but like if you lose her, you'll be fine. But you <laughs> like her. She's an important part of the, pe- of the yeah. team with the maps and teamwork. But also you'll probably get on okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, um, no, I, I agree with that. But Fuck off, Carl. Fuck off, Carl has funky mustache. Yeah, but he's still fairly new to the team. He's not that same. He's going to be here. I know, I know, but he's not. He's not that player now. So I'm going to pull a Randy Hahn right now. Oh, shit. And uh, say that on this day, 15 years ago, is when they did the trade for Joe Thornton. Man. So. Do you think the Sharks really miss, like, Marco Sturm and all that shit? Like, <laughs> no. I mean, the longevity of Joe Thornton yeah. to be still playing and still a viable player as someone you could talk about being on the second-line power play, like, that's incredible. Sure, yeah. It's, it's like slightly disappointing about logic. having it be, like, the 15-year anniversary, and it's like, and you're not here anymore. Great. Hmm. Yeah. Like, it's like, on, on this, this day, we day, did this thing, but he's not on Leafs the team anymore. Legend, so Joe yeah. Thornton, fuck off. Yeah. That's weird. So. Sad. Very. I, for him, I hope they get a cup. Yeah. I, I. Which means the Sharks can suck this year, I guess. So <sighs> that Joe Thornton can get a cup and retire. Though he won't, because... He's a cyborg. Did the Sharks actually lose Joe Thornton, or did they lose the robo-Joe Thornton, the the android Joe Thornton? I mean, they're fusing into one, so... Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Because he just had robo-legs. So, like, the bearded Thornton is the real Thornton, and the shaved Thornton is the robo Thornton? I didn't think of it that way. (laughs) Um... Maybe it's like tenant style, like one Thornton is moving back in time. Yeah. And the other Thornton. Right. Spoilers. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's kind of where the news is. It's like COVID stuff, the players are signed, Joe Thornton's not there anymore. And then there's like Kane doing some Twitter battles, which is just Trolling. like. Yeah. yeah. He's just shit-talking. Yeah. I I have no problem with Kane trying to create headlines. I have problems with Kane trying to do this, like, wrestling shit with Ryan Reeves. Like, I don't care. Kane's a better player. At least his tweets were like, hey, hey, Reeves, you're a shitty, irrelevant player. But, uh, you know, a great way to prove that. Like, you don't see... Like, Nikita Kucherov tweeting about how, like, uh, Zach Cassian is a piece of shit. Like, great players don't need to do that shit because they're outscoring goals and they don't bother. It's like, that's beneath them. (laughs) But, But I also just feel like it's a dumb artificial tough guy fake thing. Like, Kane's tweet war with, like, Robin Leonard was vaguely funny because they were like teammates and it's always sort of funny to hear a goalie talk about fighting because goalie fights are yeah goalie like 
the idea of a goalie fight, like goalies have so much padding that <laughs> I just feel like a goalie could just like marshmallow McSmush yeah, just like, another player, like with their legs, like they could just like kick smush them. You know, and it would in, be in funny. like certain Mario games, so there's like the giant like rectangular stone that just like flops onto things. Yeah, or or like it like drops down with the sad face. Or am I oh, there's that one, one with the sad face. But like you know, like in Mario Party '64, you have to like cross the bridge, and there's okay. like a big stone, and it's got like little arms and legs, and it's just like a big. It's like a tablet essentially and if you don't pay it then it smushes you it just like falls flat and smushes you that's how i imagine the goalies with all their padding they just waddle up and then they just like oof and then just like go forward yeah and squish the other player doesn't that sound fun yeah that does i don't remember this thing from mario party n64 <laughs> but it sounds like a giant ipad just like essentially tries to have sex with you ye old stone ipad <laughs> Uh, it made the sound like it's It's really accurate wow (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) this episode is a mess (laughs) okay so (laughs) we're thankful that the sharks are still a relevant team Vander Kane starts dumb Twitter wars, but whatever. Um, Sharks might go back to the Cow Palace. That would be amazing. It's not going to happen, but that would be amazing. Um, Do you think that the Sharks are kind of like counted out, left for dead among like the general NHL consensus? Or what's your... your, What's your sense of the team? You mean just for this season? Yeah, like... Um, I don't think they're kind of dead, but I think they're... They're, like, maybe a wild card. Like... We'll hope that they make it, but after their shit year, it's kind of like, oh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's like a prove it. Yeah. Prove they're your capable. love to me. But last year they weren't, so who knows? That's yeah, it's kind so of are this, they actually capable? Yeah. Is this current team capable? And then, you know, we've talked a lot about that, and I think that losing Joe Thornton's a big... Uh, it's going to be hard on them. If you wanted to create the narrative that losing Joe Pavelski was a big, like, moral defeat. Which, if you're a professional hockey player, it's not very professional to have one guy leave and then yeah. you fucking, what, pout and you can't play the sport anymore? Right. Come on. Like, it's such a fast-paced sport. Like, yeah, maybe um, something psychologically affects you or whatever off the ice, but when you're on the ice, like, shit's moving so fast. Mm-hmm. It, it's so fast. It's like speed of consciousness. You... You can't. There's a reason why players can't really recap things really well. It's not because they're shitty commentators. It's like, hey, give me a good pass, and I just roofed it. Like it's just, yeah, speed of thought type stuff. Um, but as proven by Joe Pavelski's sacrifice to the hockey gods mm-hmm. in the playoffs, I mean that was a big emotional trigger where they came on strong and scored a bunch of goals. Like, but I think that's why a, I think like. When when things are I don't know that it affects you for a whole season, but in the moment. <laughs> when when there's 
that little reaction time. Mm -hmm. I think that's why emotions matter because emotions are going to help fuel those feelings or help you get in the zone with like sports psychology type of a thing. Sure. Um, you can art, you can do all these artificial things to try and get your mental game there. But like in physical performance, like, you know, being in the zone or totally mentally prepared has a greater effect and you can sort of cheat by an emotional trigger mm-hmm. with Pavelski's sacrifice to the hockey gods, like, that was definitely an emotional trigger. The Sharks, as a team, those top players fucking responded. It was insane. I mean, it's still just the most incredible comeback in sports history, in my mind. Like, holy fucking shit. Especially because they were losing so bad and so painfully. It was, like, slow, painful loss. And, of course, the five-minute major made a huge difference. It was massive, and it shouldn't have been called and whatever. Their energy was still there. But they responded. It was was such a tilt in momentum for the Sharks during that that power play. Um, And then Vegas responded. They tied the fucking game. Mm Marchessault tied the game. They didn't give up. Um... It's it's such a footnote, but it really didn't feel locked in. Yeah. Um, anyway, they lose Pavelski, Joe motherfucking Pavelski. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose Thornton. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to build the narrative that losing these major, like, leader figures mm-hmm. after the young guys didn't step up... Mm-hmm. I mean, that's terrifying if you believe that narrative. If you believe that Pavelski left, Carlson is toxic, now Thornton's leaving, and none of the young guys stepped up to the plate, this team's fucked. Yeah. It's a little... Do you buy any piece of that strange part? I'm really trying not to fall totally into that, but... But that's all, like, narrative. That's all personality. That's not... That's, like... Skill stats, anything. uh Uh-huh. No, but I I do think that kind of stuff matters, and I think that the... You know, like, a lot of the rookies talk about the support they got from Joe Thornton, or, like, just how, like, what a nice guy is to, you know, encourage you and be this role model. He's also... I mean, he's also played a thousand sure. I mean he's played so many games that if so if, when you have a, a role model like that on the team that might help support the young players I think that makes a difference I think um, it gives perspective like if you've got a player who's played a bajillion games and you just have a really tough loss and he's like yeah this shit happens mm-hmm. we sucked it's fine because he's so secure yeah that can help yeah yeah so I, I still think the Sharks are capable, and I think that young players are capable of obviously, you know, having their own motivations and inspirations, and it's not all wrapped up in, like, older players. They still have Marlowe for the time being. Um, yeah. Yeah. He'll and, fill that role. Yeah. He's he's a presence. I mean, that was the big thing No, but in I mean, Toronto. he is a big player that I'm sure younger players will look up to, you know, like it's, uh, he's a big name. And, uh, so between him and, oh man, Patrick Marlowe. He is, I think. Yeah. Um, but gosh, you know, I, I think maybe this will be good for the young players. Maybe, 
not having that security blanket of, you know, these pro players that have been around forever on, you know, the first, second line or whatever, you know, like, might open up some doors for them to feel like they can make a difference or something. It's it's so tricky. I think there's, like, a lot of mental stuff there as well as just how well players play together. You know, no matter how good Joe Thornton is, maybe there's just bad chemistry with other newer players you know Mm -hmm. like it's it's one of those things where you don't really know until you get on the ice and theoretically if you're a good enough player that doesn't matter but I think that player chemistry is really important and uh yeah yeah I mean it's that's true in in the Pacific Division with the the Sedin twins you know player chemistry can carry you a long way Mm -hmm. um I think with the Sharks, it seems like it's really ebbed and flowed. They they haven't really had... No, that's not true. That's not true. Oh, this hurts. Uh-oh. The best chemistry the Sharks had were Burns and Pavelski. Yeah. Burns, point shot, and the... And this, Pavelski tipping. Yeah. He's so good at deflecting pucks. His hand-eye coordination was insane. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if this were, like, NHL 21 stat, it would be, like, you know, slap shot accuracy, 90s, and hand-eye in the 90s. It's just, yeah. like, it was a really great combo. And it was abundantly clear after Pavelski left, there's no one who can tip pucks on the Sharks. Mm-hmm. No one liked that. And that's okay, That just means you have to change the game plan. Totally. But can Burns... I mean, Burns can do all sorts of shit, but that really... That was was a winning play for them. Yeah. A lot of the time. It was very successful. And then Burns just scoring from the blue line. Yeah, I mean, there was... For a while, 29 goals, and then it all fell apart. So it kind of... I think Pavelski leaving can push Burns to be a better player. Mm Mm-hmm. If the coaching staff use, utilizes them that way, which I think Rocky Thompson will do, which I think Bugner can do. The Sharks, as a team, or as an organization, I think have actually not been given enough credit for developing um, kind of a solid second-pair-style defenseman. Remember, after Paul Martin left mm-hmm. the burns whisper the wookie whisper the pairing with him was uh yokim ryan mm-hmm. who was a sharks player like he was a he was drafted by the sharks i yeah. forget what pick he was but um that was a player in their system he went to la don't know how he's done there but it worked yeah um then it was filled by red and Shimmick. The Sharks signed a long-term deal with Brendan Dillon, and I remember in that, like, epics behind the, um... Oh, oh that TV it? show yeah, they did? Yeah, yeah. A big thing they featured was trying to make Brendan Dillon a little more offensively minded, and, and they really, um... I mean, Brendan Dillon really developed into being a second-pairing player, which is what they wanted from him. Mm-hmm. Um... So he wasn't a player in the shark system from the beginning, but I feel like he right. developed in the shark system, and that was important because he could also make really boneheaded bad plays, and 
ended up being pretty solid. Um, uh, Shimmick filling that role is great. Um, I think the Sharks have had players on the defensive end of things that have been really useful in their system, and, and they don't quite get enough credit for that. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that is they also don't trust them on the third pair. Like, they've got Ferraro now. Ferraro's good. It's another right. one that panned out. They let Jeremy Waugh go, which is unfortunate, in my opinion, but I didn't ever really see him play, so I don't know. I was hoping he'd be able to recover from a knee injury. Mm. But they've signed, you know, some other players. They've got Merkley. They've got this Pasichnuk guy from college. And, you know, they've got all these defensive prospects. So the defensive development core is really good, but then at the same time, they never play Tim Heed. Uh Uh-huh. Who's totally competent, been a Sharks prospect. Right. Fucking play Tim Heed. I don't understand their usage sometimes. And it's almost like they are not given a lot of credit around the league for that because they also don't seem to believe in that themselves. Right. Um, What do you make of the Sharks' defensive development and growth strength work? Mm. What do you make of that statement? I, I totally, like, when you lay it out like that, I hear you. I see that and it makes sense I it's just this constant struggle with me where when they aren't doing well I'm like oh the defense isn't there and I don't know how fair that is ultimately because every time we do look at the players on paper it's like no they have good defensemen but like is it how they're playing is it it can also be the defensive play of the forwards sure and the goaltending so I, I my constant comment is that the Sharks need better defensive play, but I I take your point that actually they actually they've had like good defensive development and you know maybe maybe I just want to keep blaming the defense because that's easy mm. as opposed because it's where we see the failures in front of the net, right? Like, it was pretty bad last year um, and, you know, you don't necessarily... I mean, you, you notice um, offensive defense failures and, like, turnovers and things like that, but it's not as obvious as when you get scored on with the defense in front of the net. So... It's easier to pick apart. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's honestly, just as fans and as viewers, that's where we see the most video breakdown. Uh-huh. That's where we get the slow-mo cams and stuff. I mean, usually um, there's some other breakdowns. That reminds me mm. of another piece of news, if, unless you had anything else. No. <laughs> Number 26. Uh-huh. Kendall Klein Schofield. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Will no longer be with the Sharks. Oh, really? Yeah. What's she, she going to go do? She's going to be with the Blackhawks AHL affiliate, which I think are the Ice Hogs. Oh. Yeah. As Hot a, dog, you need to be an Ice Hogs fan. Right? Uh, player development coach. Okay. So she will be coaching. That's cool. I think, depending, I, I mean, if she's not playing anymore, I don't fucking know if she was 
when she signed on to the Sharks as mm-hmm. well because there was all that, like, dispute contract stuff, which right. is really boring um, in the league she was playing in. But um, do you think Kendall Coyne Schofield, Schofield will be the first female NHL head coach? Oh, that's a cool is idea. This the, is this a stepping stone? Potentially. I see that as a possibility. Sharks fire Bob Bugner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, a development coach, you know, at the AHL level that's working with really, really young new prospects to the AHL. Right. You know, so it's, it's definitely starting out. Um, and I, as far as what I've heard it's like yeah I don't really know like job. the I don't know the ladder for NHL coaching like what you have like the typical you have a famous last name okay great preferably you're usually uh, a retired player your retired goon uh-huh. who is actually a really smart human being um and uh you give good powerpoints mm. uh, yeah, all about them PowerPoints. Well, actually, you know, the the being a retired good player has been less successful as a coach. Like, uh, more recently, um, Patrick Waugh. Not a good coach for the Avalanche. Mm. <laughs> things, were, things were pretty bad. He was pretty rowdy. But Patrick Waugh as a player is, like, kind of rowdy. Um, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Not a great coach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the the better the player, the the lousier the coach. And just Interesting. Dumb layman's terms. The worse yeah. the player, the better the coach. Um, oh, shit. What? So if Kendall's a good player, she'll be a lousy coach. How much do we know about her gameplay? She's fast. Ah, That's fast. what I know. She's yeah. fast and she's tiny. She's not a tall, tall person. Yeah. Um. Uh, but she's very, very fast. That's that's what I know about her gameplay. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't yeah. know much else. I don't know. Maybe. I I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, it's nice. She's gonna go still be involved in the NHL. It's an yeah. NHL affiliate. It's, it's just like we won't see her much. But I, I liked her commentary. I thought she was, uh, uh, she provided good analysis. Yeah. Color analysis. Yeah, all about um, them colors. We won't get her color analysis for the Retro Reverse jersey. Oh, no. Oh, what a loss. Such a lame term, color analyst. <laughs> right? Is, it doesn't there, describe what you do at all. Are there any black and white analysts at this point? <laughs> really? Um... I hadn't seen that news that she was leaving. So, yeah. it's a bummer that we'll be robbed of of Kendall Coyne, uh Schofield. But I, you know, I I see that if coaching opportunity seems better than color al- oh my gosh, color analyst, color analyzer. Yeah, um, I think uh, associate coaching job at the AHL level doesn't actually seem better personally but I think it might be more of a like if you're interested in coaching at all though if she wants to get into coaching like that's that's where you start I think in the NHL leagues that's probably a good start there because normally you would go 
even to the you know Canadian hockey leagues or uh-huh. the American hockey leagues or whatever. So, um, you know, she probably gets a bit of a step up because of her reputation. Sure. Um, an athlete, and then uh, yeah, I think it it could be should you want a, a stepping stone to being a, a NHL coach and yeah, cool. Yeah, a few um, few years down the line, perhaps. It, it, you know what I like about sports is it's all about merit and performance. Mm-hmm. If she does well as that, and for the ice hogs, if the ice hogs are hogging all the ice mm-hmm. and throbbing it up, yeah, um, things will probably go well for her. Yeah, if if the ice hogs suck, she'll have to be. Prove it that she's good at her job to keep her job. Because usually in, in sports, coaches get fired all the time. And it's all about the team performance. Right. The, uh, you know, bottom line type thing. Which like, is kind of funny because you can tell, like, people, like, okay, this is what I want you to do. And then it's up to them to fucking do it. Like, how much is it, like, totally. I, you know. But it's also... I you mean, could have coaching, a really shitty team. and Coaching is like, yeah, you have to strategize and plan all that shit. But then it's also about motivating and, and being a teacher and yeah. getting the best out totally. of your people. And, and how... And understanding your players and, pl- and pairing them well and knowing when to utilize Yeah, and, and what each and... person needs. You can't yeah. be, like, you can't be a hard ass on one player and then really soft on another if that's not what they need you know like right. you you can't if if one guy's blowing you off or you don't know how to respond to them it's it's just relationship management i guess totally. is what i'm boiling it down to but it's like that's part of it that's part of being a teacher um and and i think that's what makes a good coach um and and helps players develop is, is developing those sorts of relationships so it's it's kind of an interesting thing um, I I think in broad sweeping, like hugely sexist terms, uh, uh-huh. women tend to be uh, better or more attuned to that sort of relationship management, mm-hmm. um, and and that's just something that I we associate with like um, kind of general communications theories. It's like you know women women tend to care more about those relationship management things and men are more like i'll do it my way like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a dick to everybody and you will comply <laughs> like you're not just in in yeah in broad sweeping terms. so so i think i think that that could be um a really interesting avenue um for kendall coin and i i hope she succeeds i hope yeah. they do great but not too great because <laughs> then that means the blackhawks will get great players and they'll be a pain in the ass for the sharks to be mm. I feel like they're, in general, a pain in the ass anyway, but... Apparently, they're in a rebuild. Their players didn't even know. <laughs> it's funny. Right. Any other final thoughts, Strange Pork? No, I think that's it. I just uh, am anticipating hearing more news about when things are going to start up, because we should be in hockey season right now and yeah but and it's the not. off season it's the off season we just sit back yeah and we wait even though it's december uh-huh. and we're gonna be going into the christmas break normally it's yeah it's weird but i think for so many of us we're in time soup so fuck it we'll just keep vaguely talking sharks mostly talking tequila apparently and uh follow us at mdropping mitts on twitter 
and Muppets Dropping Mitts on Instagram. Sounds good. See you next week. In in Roger Dodger, I thought you were. It was sort of like like some sort of crazy Pac-Man type thing. Like mm-hmm. you're you're trying to escape certain things and get from. one little level to another. Yeah, the way this describes it, it's a real retro throwback to the age of try to move your colored dot around the screen skillfully enough to collect the green swirly things while at the same time avoiding the nasty fast moving yeah. dots that ultimately are locked into a predefined movement pattern. Yeah, so basically it's like a little puzzle game, like you're doing like a puzzle maze. Yeah, but it's like fast. Yeah. I remember it being really fast. Here's the thing <laughs> about Roger Dodger. I was such an idiot as a wee baby hog throb. Mm-hmm. That there's a movie called Roger Dodger. Ah. And I thought, like, oh, shit, they made a movie of the After Dark Roger Dodger game? Well. Not at all. No. What that movie Just is a about. a common saying, I guess. I'm an idiot? <laughs> no, Roger Dodger. <laughs> I watched the intro of that movie, and so I assume this is all that it's about. But it's essentially about being a pervy dude yeah and this guy like did you did you ever see like um oh crap i forgot the name it's the one where steve carell and wants to get laid and so he talks to ryan gosling about how to be a man no 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 no, okay because i haven't seen that movie no, it's oh fuck, it's it's something like crazy stupid love, I think. Okay, haven't seen that either. It's not worth your time, but anyway, good thing I brought it up because <laughs> you haven't seen it. Okay, so <laughs> so a guy goes to another guy to mm. be like, "How do hey, I get pussy?" Pretty much. And in Roger Dodger, <laughs> this guy who desires the pussy goes to this other guy who seemingly gets no pussy but just glances at women through various reflective devices. Ooh. He like teaches him these like reflective sunglasses, mirrors, shades, all these things like a uh, girl walking behind you. You look at the, uh, you look at the like car driving away from you or something in the rearview mirror. You so can it's about catch a glimpse. How to of look at girls without them noticing you? Yes. Which is like weird because it's basically like here's how to be an incel, buddy. <laughs> like what? Just fucking <laughs> go talk to her. I mean, but I understand like yeah. you know being. If you just want to look at the titties. Yeah. But you don't, it, it, it's weird. It was a weird, yeah. a weird thing, but pubescent hogthrob was like, ooh, teach me the ways, weird <laughs> guy. What do you make of Roger Dodger the movie? It sounds really lame. Brilliantly um, summarized. I didn't watch more than that intro part. Yeah, it's like, where does that go from right? there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> One man looks at multiple women. 
So, it says, Madison Avenue ad executive Roger attributes his remarkable success with women to his ability to manipulate their emotions from the moment he first meets them, although his confidence is shaken when his boss, Joyce, unilaterally decides to end their secret workplace affair. When his teenage nephew, Nick, drops in for a visit, Roger tries to show him how to pick up women, but soon learns that his approach isn't as foolproof as he thought. Okay, so if it... If it transitions into dating advice, then it's a pretty generic mm-hmm. dating advice type of movie. Like, He's like, this is why I'm successful, and then he realizes that it, that's not true. Or it's like... That movie came out in 2002. I don't know what to do with that tone. What does that tone mean? From the way you were talking about it, it sounded older. Oh, okay. What did you think was going on in 2002? I imagined, like, a super 80s, like, bitches with big hair and, like, bodycon dresses (laughs) and, like, with the reflective glasses and stuff being, like, and just, like, literally, when you described it, I expected, like, a montage of, like, him walking down the street being, like, look in that mirror, look in that car, look at that TV reflection, just, like, like, That's pretty much it, just with shitty cell phones and bad internet. So that's why I imagine it being, like, a late 80s movie, not 2002. I like both versions. Yeah. <laughs> like I am kind of imagine like Tom Cruise from like Risky Business, like mm. just like pitch this movie to me. Says, <laughs> Can we get Clive Warren? <laughs> get me Clive Warren. 